the Application Security Podcast. Here we go. Hey folks, Chris here. On this episode of the Application Security Podcast, we're going to talk with Robert about his experiences attending the Black Hat Security Conference a few weeks ago. He's going to explain to us some of the application security specific things that he saw and heard about, and also talk about the Alex Stamos keynote, which was pretty interesting to a lot of people across the industry. So we hope you enjoy this readout, and we'll be back next week with another interview. Hey folks, welcome to this episode of the Application Security Podcast, where Robert and I will be talking about some of Robert's experiences attending what some people affectionately refer to as Hacker Summer Camp, but I like to call Black Hat and DEF CON. Robert, how was your experience in the desert? Are you a Las Vegas fan, first of all? Not exactly a fan. Um, it's, it's an interesting place to be. I don't actually mind the heat. It, you know, I grew up in the Midwest, so I don't mind that. In fact, I like it a little bit better than the Midwest where, where I grew up. It was uh, very humid. Uh, in the desert, it's not that. It's a dry heat. It's very hot. Uh, there were some days that were 106 Fahrenheit. I can remember that um, very well. <laughs> uh, but at the same time, I found that you know where I was in different hotels, you, you basically can stay in the hotels and walk from place to place to place and, and not really go out very much. And so that, that's good, too. You know, the thing I hate about Las Vegas, the list is long, and I know this isn't a travel podcast, but the fact that it can take to get from the front door to your room in the hotel – it can take upwards of 15 minutes to to walk that distance, find the elevators, and make your way up. So the casinos are definitely set up to capture your money from a gambling perspective. And I guess I'm personally the type of person who likes to keep my money close to my uh, my pocketbook. So, um, so maybe I'm wondering if maybe folks don't all know what Black Hat is and. DEFCON kind of as a side conversation of that. Why don't you start by just laying out a foundation of what is this Black Hat thing? Well, in particular, this year, there was a, a couple of uh, key events uh, for Black Hat in particular. It was 20 years celebrating. So this is a security conference, right? It is a security conference. And uh, DEFCON is actually 25 years this year. So that came first in which uh, several people got together and, you know, hackers talking about security and, and you know, what does it mean uh, to be a hacker and that, that sort of thing. And then eventually uh, Black Hat evolved as and, and, and evolved as a sort of the business end, if you will, of security and talking about how do we get – talk about these things from the perspective of business and married with uh, hacking and and so on. So uh, both had some you know, special events, 20 and 25 years. But they're, they're both, uh, Black Hat and DEF CON, they're both security conferences that take place in Las Vegas. So do I have to be a hacker to get anything out of this? Or is there something in these conferences for the application security 
professional or newbie or somebody who's trying to get some is to establish themselves in the world of AppSec? I think so. In terms of certainly this year, uh, I think there was there was more emphasis, especially this year, on AppSec or at least defense and thinking about not just breaking things, breaking into things, but but actually also defending. And so that's where I think that AppSec could get some value. They certainly can learn about what else is going on out there in the security world. Uh, sometimes we are just thinking about protecting our perimeter and, and the kind of code that we write in order to be secure. Uh, but I don't always understand all the attacks or the, all the possible uh, ways that somebody may, able, may be able to break in. And so I think there's some value there in learning how others think in security. Okay, so that that uh, that makes sense to me. I think it's – I would agree with you that it's important for – somebody who is focused on application security to understand what those attacks are. You might not be as good at pulling them off as somebody who's a full-time penetration tester, but you're going to be somewhere kind of in between the full-time penetration tester and somebody who knows nothing about individual attacks. Right. And also the other thing is I I see some talks that were focused on cross-site scripting Attacks. I mean, again, that's an AppSec, essentially an AppSec attack. Yeah, we own that. We, we, we should have a trademark on that as the AppSec professionals of the world. Right. So those are those kinds of talks that were there as well. But, you know, again, a lot of focus on how do we attack, how do we break things, how do we get in, uh, a lot of that. But, again, the AppSec uh, world can learn a lot from that as well. Yeah, so I wasn't there, and uh, but I did read a lot about what was happening at the conference this year. And I know that you said you had a chance to hear Alex Stamos from Facebook, who he's the CSO, Chief Security Officer at Facebook. I know you said you had a chance to hear his keynote that he did. And um, I- I've been fond of his work over the years. When I was working at a big tech company, I was able to bring him in as a speaker at an internal conference where he did a talk about how the company that I worked for's products didn't work <laughs> for his current where he was working because they couldn't keep up, even though this was a really big tech company. So um, I realized that he's a uh, he's a good speaker and and ha- he has a, a message that resonates. So what did you take away from the Alex Stamos keynote, and how can we tie that back into the world of AppSec? Well, just as I was mentioning, some of the things that he focused on was you know talking about how do we get here. Uh, again, celebrating 20 years for Black Hat in particular, he was talking about, uh, you know, how do we get here? We focused on a lot of hacking. We focused on a lot of ways to break into things, zero days, all those very sexy, interesting things that uh, we seem to like and, and are attracted to. But one of the things he kept bringing back uh, attention to was what are the fundamentals, though? Uh, what is going on in the everyday world, especially in the day in the world of data breaches and other kinds of things that are happening in the, in the security world? And there are fundamental things that are happening, like the password problems and other things that are related to that. In terms of you know the fundamentals, what are the fundamentals, and what do we need to think about in terms of defense? So that was one key thing, or one interesting thing I thought that uh, he kept bringing out was uh, you know. We may think that we're ahead of everybody. We're, you know, we know how to attack and all this stuff. But you know, 
um, there are some things that we need to also think about in terms of defense. So that was one thing that I thought uh, was interesting that got brought out. Yeah, and that's that's an interesting point to think about here, and I think he's I think he's spot on. I mean, I've been in this industry for twenty years, and I guess I've been in this industry as long as Black Hat has existed. I've only been there one time for the conference, but we we as an industry, as a group of people, we have focused so heavily on the offensive side. And the cool factor and the wow factor of, like you said, of O days and vulnerability research. And th- that's been kind of what's seen as the, the most important pieces. And I know, you know, you're in the AppSec world just like I am. It- it's almost like we're reaching a point where there's a, there's almost more people's eyes opening to the fact that the offensive side, yes, it's important. But there's all these other pillars that have to also be just as strong as your offensive capabilities within a given company or your ability to hack into your own applications because of the the risks and things that are out there. Right. I mean, again, it's important to understand both sides, I think. And, you know, we can't just simply uh, defend if we don't know what are the, the potential attacks. So we need to understand those as well. Uh, but, I, again, I, can't, I think it comes out to balance. Um, understanding both sides, understanding how we could work together. It's not about one is more important than the other, uh, but you know there's that balance and understanding the importance of each in, in terms of um, you know being able to move forward on on you know building better and secure systems. Yeah. So did you take anything else away from uh, Stamos the Stamos keynote effort? Uh, well, one other thing he mentioned, which has been an, um, an issue. At, at these conferences at, at times is diversity, uh, you know, getting more and more people, uh, women and other people who are involved in security to have a voice and to be welcome. Uh, that's been an interesting area in terms of, and you see it on Twitter as well, and, and in terms of just making sure that people are welcome uh, to conferences like this. And so that was another thing that he also touched on uh, briefly as well. Yeah, that certainly is something that is getting a lot of attention across our industry, and it's something that we do need to pay, at least on the safety side. Like, it's terrible to hear about incidents that are happening at these conferences where um, women are harassed or any number of scenarios that are happening here that are just terrible any place that they happen. But the fact that they're happening within the confines of our industry – and something that we should be able to control better uh, is really just uh, just a terrible thing. So um, we do have a lot of work to, to go in that area. And I think a lot of conferences are starting to go to like for, to end up with a more diverse panel of people that are actually speaking. They're going to a double-blind setup, just like the world of academia uses. And so that's the idea where you submit you, – when, when you're on the conference committee – you're reviewing the uh, talks that are that you have to judge, but you have no idea who they came from, and they just give you the name of the talk and then the description and no information about the speaker at all. So you're making your you don't have any idea if this person's an accomplished speaker or if they're brand new, and there's none of those none of those kind of biases that can that can kind of throw you off as to whether it's somebody that you want to choose just because they're an industry renowned name. The ideas have to stand up for themselves, and I'm a big big proponent of that idea yeah same here I, I, again i i think that and i agreed with uh Ox Stamos's, uh points there that you know we need to 
not cause you know all that kinds of friction to say oh these people are not allowed or different you know we don't want that or you not we don't want you here or we want to cause some problems instead uh, allow some inclusion here allow some diversity into um, not only the talks but also for those who are there and not just feel like okay I'm I'm a woman but am I with somebody that's the only reason why it's not reason I'm here you know yeah. that that's wrong that's just wrong and that's I feel very strongly about that as well yeah, I also saw there was a little bit of controversy about some infosec newbie kind of group or something. Did you hear, did you see anything or hear anything about that around the conference? About uh, those who are new and and yeah, but there was some. I guess there was some group that was like abusing people. But so I mean, I guess that's that's kind of a a sep- whole separate issue. But we we can talk about the fact that there are there is a need to bring more and more people into our industry, and conferences is a great place to do that. Uh, it's a great place for people to be able to get out and network that are new to the industry and and meet people and look for people that can actually help to mentor them. And that that needs to be a bigger part of what we do from a conference perspective. Any conferences, and you know, Robert, just like I do, you go to conferences all over the country, and we get to see different different styles of things that are being done. And I just I just see conferences as a place where we could do a lot more for the new folks to the industry, regardless of where they're coming from. Right. I do know of a few people that were trying to be uh, very helpful to those who are new. Uh, certainly, I went to one session. It was called um, Day Zero, which was all about – and that was the, the eve before Black Hat started. And that was all about trying to help people who are new to Black Hat, mm-hmm. uh, help them understand the history. That's where I got some of the history. I mean, I, there were some, some holes they actually filled in for me on how it got started and where it's going and that sort of thing. And I think that was great just to try to help those who, you know, even after 20 years, there are going to be some people that are there for the very first time. And what do they need to know about? What do they need to look for? What, how can they get uh, the best things out of that conference for them that they can take home with them and apply to their own situations? Yeah, definitely. So um, one of the things that I think is always interesting about going to a conference uh, if you follow a lot of security people on Twitter, you'll see this conversation about this thing called hallway con. And so hallway con is just the, the idea that conferences, the, one of the primary things that you should get out of going to a conference is actually meeting people and reconnecting with people that you've known in the past and, and having conversations, but also meeting new people that are, at different levels in the industry and, and being open to conversations and things. So how was your uh, hallway con experience in the desert? It was good. It was good. I, I met several people as well as see some of my friends that were there. We would uh, you know, just take a lunch or we would uh, just sit down for a moment, catch up, see what's going on. Uh, that's always great just to see uh, different people and what they're doing and meet new people as well. You know, just – strike up a conversation and say, hey, what are you working in? And they may be working in network security or uh, just some IT and just trying to learn more about security. And we can, we can talk and say, hey, I'm, you know, I'm also interested in security. Mine is AppSec. Here's what I do. And just kind of exchange some ideas. You know, what are you getting out of the conference? What are you getting out of the conference? That sort of thing. And that's really, really helpful as well, not just the briefings and, and learning the latest hacks, but also just meeting with the people in the hallways, as you call it, the hallway con. Uh, I think it was really 
really effective. It's really helpful for me, and, and I, I made some great connections there while I was there. Yeah, it's also a great place to find future guests for the Application Security Podcast. Absolutely. <laughs> and folks, you'll get to hear some of those people that uh, Robert connected with in the in the desert as future guests here in the coming months on the podcast here. So um, I guess, Robert, I, I saw a couple different stories that came out of this. And uh, if our, our listeners will know my disdain for the news highlights uh, podcast show, but I'll just mention a couple of them. We're not going to talk in great detail, but if you are at all curious about what are some of the big things that were announced at Black Hat as far as research and you want to go do some more research on them, I'll give you my list of a couple of uh, things that I thought were pretty interesting that I did uh, some reading on, even though I wasn't able to be there and participate. So uh, one of the ones I thought was pretty cool is there was a uh, guy who created a robot safe cracker. So this safe has like three dials on it. He created a robot that could then guess the actual combination. And then he found some flaws in the overall safe itself that allowed him to get the crack, the, the time to crack the safe combinations down to one hour and 13 minutes maximum with this robotic device. So that's something people can take a look at. Uh, there was some research on the radio, some radioactivity sensors about how, uh, some folks, some researchers figured out how they could send fake data and bad and basically confuse radioactivity sensors to allow, cause them to not be able to do their job at like nuclear power plants and things. Um, some more research on the Tesla side. Tesla's, uh, is a car that's or a set of cars that has a lot of software driving what they do. And one of the cool things about them is they are very responsive to security researchers. So uh, some folks found some more vulnerabilities in Tesla cars that Tesla actually patched before Black Hat. Uh, car wash hack. So Billy Rios found a uh, – this, this is one that was really scary to me, Robert. Um, there's me these auto automated car washes out there that are connected to the internet. Nobody, there's no people that work in them and they figured out they could compromise them and take over the actual machines that were operating inside of the car wash and they could close the doors on the, on the car wash by the, you know, through software. They could lock somebody in there. They could, they could bash their person's car with one of the robotic arms in the car wash by taking control of it. So. Crazy, crazy stuff, but um, you know we don't have time on this podcast to, to dive into each of those stories, but I just wanted to throw those out there for folks because each of those individual things, well, maybe not the robot safe cracker, we'll throw that one out, but the radioactivity sensors, the Tesla problems, the car wash hacks, all of these things, the root cause, application security problems. So it all comes back around to our favorite topic here, application security. The car wash hack, they had uh, implemented authentication. Uh, they had problems in their authentication setup um, that allowed the, uh, the researchers to, to bypass uh, the, the radioactivity sensors. They weren't using encryption or authentication uh, of the actual traffic going back and forth so people could spoof and they could also uh, just fill the, the traffic up with noise. Um, and the the control points had no idea which ones were the correct and legitimate messages and which ones were coming from a spoof source. Um, and then Tesla also, it, it's all software in those cars. So they had some, some specific vulnerabilities that allowed remote access into the cars. But once again, their application security vulnerabilities. And it all comes, that's going to be my new motto, Robert. It all comes back to AppSec. Absolutely. Excellent. 
All right, well, folks, uh, that is it for this episode. I will tell you that uh, Robert and I will both be hanging around in the next couple of months at the ISC Squared Security Congress in Austin, Texas, as well as the OWASP AppSec USA Conference. And we would love to meet anybody who actually listens to our podcast and uh, maybe even interview you if you're going to be available at those uh at those events. And if, if you know anybody that you think would be an interesting interview for us, uh, we'd love it if you would on Twitter, uh, tweet at, oh, uh, AppSec podcast and call out whoever, whomever you might, uh, suggest that we could interview on the AppSec front. We thank you for listening and we hope you have a, a wonderful day. Thanks for listening to the Application Security Podcast. Our intro music is 8-Bit Kung Fu by Born and TJ, and the outro is Southern Delight by Stefan Kartenberg. You can find us on Twitter at AppSecPodcast or on the web at www.appsecpodcast.org.